Welcome back to another episode of SoCal Watch Reviews, um, episode 11. P, how you doing? Yo, what's going on? It's your boy P. Ross back in the building, you know what I'm saying? You know, franking like a piece of slab of bacon, you know what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Oh, man, it feels like forever. When was the last time we recorded? Two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago, that feels yes, like sir. forever. And we were supposed to record last week, but some things came up, so we couldn't. So, and uh, and then during the week, I think we were supposed to record, but uh, yeah. I got busy with work and just uh, life got the better of me. But here we are recording on this beautiful Sunday morning, uh, um, November twenty fourth. Uh, so I don't know when we're gonna release this, but yeah, as of right now, it's the eleven twenty four, meaning November twenty fourth of twenty nineteen. So, so what's up, Pete? What'd you None, go to, man? Nothing, man. I've had a couple life changes this week. You mind sharing? You know what I mean? Uh, I quit my job, man. What? I quit my job, and I feel great about it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, um, you... Well, sometimes when people don't appreciate you, you know what I mean? Like, I saw the writing on the wall months ago, but I'm figuring I've been there for 19 years and I knew people and had places that would defend me and speak up for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it ain't like that. You know what I mean? So I said, F it, I quit. Yikes. You know, so. So do you have something else lined up or are you working on something or what's, yeah. what's the deal? Well, I started my new job tomorrow. Oh, awesome. Congrats, man. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It's it's like in my field, you know what I mean? Um uh I have the experience and I had like this was Thursday. So I had put in like 10 applications, got responses from like 7. Wow. You know what I mean? Friday morning I had went to like uh 3 or 4 interviews. Mhm. And the third one I went to like they were like really really interested. That's awesome. So, you know, are you excited? I'm very excited. It's a new chapter in my life. New chapter in my life, man. I'm happy for you, man. Yeah, that that believe me, I think it's happened to most of us. You're in a place where you're just not happy, and at the end of the day, it's like you, the money may be good, and what you have there, the future may may be there, but if you're just not happy, it just doesn't make sense. And that's kind of what that's 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 the reason we talk about watches. That's the reason why we do this is because. This is something that makes us happy. It's an escape from reality. And yes, it's an expensive hobby, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, uh, a Casio that costs 19 bucks can make you super happy. And uh, oh, we're yeah. fortunate. We're fortunate enough that we live in the United States. And, you know, we, we're fortunate enough to to have nice things. But other places in the world, I mean, I've I've, I've seen comments. I follow some um, uh, Spanish speaking channels. Uh-huh. Uh, and I see some of the comments, and these guys are wearing like a Casio Duro, right? right. And they're super happy with them. They, they, to them, that's that's a not a high end watch, but to them, that's a really good watch. And not to take right. away from Casio, I mean, it's a good watch, but we all know that it's kind of like very entry level. But for them, it's like really, really nice, and it makes them happy. So, right, don't. I guess this is a, 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 a kind of a segue from the whole job and not being happy. And not being complacent. If you're not happy with the watch that you have for whatever reason, it just doesn't speak to you, then save up a little bit more or sell it. Oh, but yeah. if that Casio makes you happy, then good for you. You know, and I'm I'm yeah. happy for you. I, I, I could tell you very much from personal experience that having something in your collection that's worth, you know, 500 bucks or more, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to love the watch because you're not, right. you know? Right, exactly. And, you know, so but I'm happy for you, man. That's oh, yeah. that's, that's awesome. I had but, no idea. <laughs> yeah, but I, I will say this also um, on the inspirational kick for those that are hearing our voices today to never sell yourself short. You know what I mean? Always listen to your first instinct because most likely you're right. 
And if you hear something and it don't sound right to you, most likely it's not right. You understand what I'm saying? So don't ever sell yourself short. I think I sold myself short for years. And uh, I gave this company too much of my time when I should have been gone. You know what I mean? So, And it was more one of them things where I felt like I may have been afraid to step out after 19 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, don't ever sell yourself short. Never. Ever. No, that, that's awesome. And, and, and you know what? That's even, that even resonates with me with, with this podcast. And I'm going to be honest with you and honest with the world. Um, so on my Instagram, I don't know, maybe some people saw it, some people didn't, I don't know. But um, basically, I, I, I posted something in my story saying it was a good run. Thank you. That's all. I was seriously considering quitting the whole thing. I, and I hadn't even told mm-hmm. P. I was just basically done with everything. And this is... It, it, it really came from a place where I'm super busy in my personal life with my family, with my job and this right. whole uh, podcast and YouTube. And it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And then I, I guess at the end of the day, we, you know, we're not the, the Teddy Baldazars or the Barking Jacks of the watch industry where we don't get uh, and I'm speaking for Ross here, too. We don't get yeah. a ton of views. We don't get a ton of subscribers. So for me, it was like it really started as a hobby. And I was like, I don't care if, if I get five people to watch my things is cool but after doing it for about a year i mean it it does get to you where you're like well i feel like i'm not being appreciated by the community because i'm I'm giving them so much of my time time that i could be spending with my family or or doing my projects at work to grow instead i'm spending time doing this um so i kind of posted that but uh you know i i thought about it and i'm like no i got p that um this is not just my podcast it's p as well and I, I, this is, this is a hobby for me. This is an escape. So I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, if I don't feel appreciated or whatever, boohoo, like I just got to keep going and we gotta, we gotta come correct. We got to better our craft. We just got to keep, keep going at it, you know? Right. And a few people did reach out to me and I do want to give a, a huge shout out to uh cat from uh 10 and two. So that's T E N N N and the T W O to 10 and two. They have a podcast that are 20 episodes in or, or plus, and it's awesome. I mean, they're doing some really good things. They just started this thing with uh, called Hotix, right? So H-A-U-T-I-X. If you go to hotix.com, they linked up with uh, Scottish Watches, that podcast, mm-hmm. the Ricks, Rick and Ricky, and they linked up with Bark and Jack. So I guess they're all a group of friends, and they hit it off really well. So what they wanted to do with this Hotix um, website is uh, become like uh, like the Super Avengers, right? So you go there and then you get to pick who you want to listen to or who you want to watch. Of course, you got mm-hmm. Mark and Jack Adrian with um, his amazing content on YouTube. He does have like three episodes, I think, on a, on a podcast. And of course, his straps. Never had a chance to check them out, but I one of these days I'll buy one. But they look super high quality natos and leathers. And then, of course, if you wanna if you wanna laugh out loud, you go to the Scottish watches. Of course, it's a little hard to understand with the. Uh, what accents they got there, but um, nonetheless, they're super hilarious. And those guys are hundred, almost a hundred episodes in. I know their mm. their holy grail for that hundredth episode is uh, Tim Mosso. <laughs> that guy's awesome. I mean, the the walking encyclopedia. That's that's kind of their holy grail. Um, so the, they'll get it. But yeah, no, ten and two. They 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 started not too long ago, but they have uh, built a huge momentum as two girls from Tennessee. I know we talked about them in the show before, but basically um, Kat reached out to me after I posted that on Instagram and it meant a lot to me because I was like, oh, I didn't even know she followed me or like, I, right. I knew that, that they kind of knew about our podcast, but yeah, she reached out to me. It's like, hey, what's what's this all about? And I, I told her, I said, hey, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm just going to take a break or whatever. And she's like, I understand. All right, well, you'll be missed. But it's like that that really resonated with me, too, because I'm like, oh, you know, somebody of that caliber is kind of reaching out to me that, that that means something. That means that people are maybe listening, not just to me, to you, too, you know. And, right, right. And um, so here I am, you know, I don't, well, I don't know. Well, you did kind of mention something to me. I think we talked earlier last week. And you were kind of mentioning that, you know what I'm saying, your frustration you know what I mean? But at the same time, I was going through my little stuff at work. So, like, my mind was on that. But I'll just say this. Like, again, it's a hobby. We have fun with it. You know what I mean? Like, and good things happen. 
happen to those that wait. You know what I mean? So I just think it's about patience. Um, and that's really it. Yeah, well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's like we, if you listen to this episode, first and foremost, thank you so much. Uh, and then second, we are not experts by any means or stretch of the imagination. And as a matter of fact, I myself haven't held a lot of watches in the metal aside from mine and friends and stuff like that. But I'm not like these guys. These are the podcasters where they're going to watch meets and stuff like that. I just don't have time with my with my family situation and where I live, I'm pretty far away from anything and everything else. And uh, so anyways, a lot of the things that we talk about are, are things that we read, things that we uh, video that we see. So a lot of it is, is kind of, I know it's different when you see a watch in the, in the metal, but uh, I guess what I'm getting at is that we're not experts of your thinking that we're uh, who dinky or something We're we're not, we're just enthusiasts. And we do enjoy it. We we do enjoy it, P. Like, I know we, we could talk for hours about one same topic, something about watches, and we just get, like, uh, something about a design aspect or something. But, yeah, this is cool. And uh, one of the one of the exciting things for us, and it still is to this day, is having uh, Cameron Barr uh, from Craft & Taylor uh, on the podcast. And he came on kind of early on when, when we were just kind of really starting Right. And he gave us a time and day and, and uh, I wanted to, well, we both wanted to congratulate him because he just had a little article in the New York Times. I read it. Basically, they asked like four experts about vintage watches or watch collecting. And he had some things to say. And it, it's pretty interesting. So if you go to the New York Times, go check it out. Um, it's under their, yeah, I read it. Yeah, I read, so. I read it. And it was, it was, I think he's a great guy. You know what I mean? Um and like he brought up the Seiko Turtle in the interview, I love that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yo, yeah, check he, it out. He brought it up again in the New York Times. So you know, Cameron's always uh, he's always traveling. I, mean, I know he just went to New York. He's in London right now, and I think he's gonna have like a a meet. He's gonna call some people out. But yeah, Cameron is definitely he's not to take away from any other other guests that we've had by any means or stretch of the imagination but cameron was was super cool just because of the type of person he is i mean he hangs out with the same within within the circle of dinky and and those guys that are that are high kind of high up there you know the people that we look up to so yeah shout out to uh to cameron as well and uh, this morning, I don't know if you saw this, P, and I, I, I think you did because I sent you the link. Our friend, uh, well, not our friend because we never really spoken to him or conversated with him, but Teddy Baldassar, he put out, <laughs> <laughs> he put out a rap video called "Watch Collectors Anthem," the official music video, and in parentheses he put, "I sold the kidney to fund a pelago." So, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was like three minutes long. What are, What are your takes on it, P? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think it's a fun video. He's not really taking the shit too serious. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's comedy, and you had mentioned something like you know. Uh, I know he's tried to be funny in his videos, but he kind of come across like not funny. But this one. <laughs> This one was kind of like, okay, this one got me rolling on the floor. Like, <laughs> really, really. Yeah. This one, like, and and, and 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 the bars are, if I had to rate the bars, like like I'm doing a reaction video for my other channel. Um, if I had to rate the bars um, out of five, I'd give him a 2.5. Yeah. You know what I mean? i get it average. You know what I mean? Well, you the I guess the cool thing was that, um, I mean, we, if he was rapping about just regular stuff, you know, money, jewelry, drugs, whatever, definitely he would be like a negative, negative something, right? But the fact right. of the matter is that he's rapping about watches. And it's, it's right. so funny because it's it basically the premise is he's, he's looking at this. I don't know if it was like a Tudor or like a Rolex, but it came a box and paper. So he buys it, he maxes right. out the, the credit card. His girlfriend mm-hmm. Courtney comes and basically goes, "What the heck? You did it again!" He's like, "Yeah, it's but, over. It could, but it's over." But no, I came with bucks and papers. Mm-hmm. So it was it was worth it. So now he's wow. out on the street. His girlfriend kicked him out. He doesn't have any money, but he has his watches. <laughs> right, so in order right. to fund a, a, a Tudor uh, Pelagos, he sells a kidney, and it, it, it's oh, funny. Yeah, it's funny. And and the the funniest thing or sad thing is that 
I guarantee there's a lot of guys out there that probably have been through breaks of breakups oh, yeah. or relationships uh, struggles because of their watch addiction. And this is, this can become a, an addiction. And that's, that's something to, to kind of be aware of just like anything right. else, like alcohol or drugs or anything else. This, this is definitely addicting. Believe me. Did you, becomes... did you, did you notice the part in the video where the day just was on the TV and his, his girl yeah. thought she was about to hug him and he went straight yeah. for the TV? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was my pretty... goodness. Oh, my goodness. You got to go check it out. So it's like this video is like at the end of the day, it's, it's, I guess it's just fun. It's just funny. It, Teddy's not taking himself too seriously. And that's, it, that's pretty cool. In a weird way, I kind of saw this coming from him, though. It's weird. In a weird the, way. Yeah, the guy's like so, you know, uh, he has his little glasses. He looks very nerdy. And, you know, he's been doing things. And, and of course, he's had interviews, you know, with, with uh, John claude Beaver and uh, uh, with, what's that guy's name? Kevin O'Leary. And, of course, yeah, guys yeah. from Movement. But but that that uh, video with the, with the Movement watches towards the end that's kind of where i kind of saw the writing on the wall i'm like okay this right. guy wants to take this channel in a different direction he doesn't yeah. want to take himself too serious and it's cool i mean it's 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 what you, it's, he's bringing something fresh to the table because it gets to the point where you watch a lot of these watch guys especially the the kind of higher end guys yeah it's just so so I don't want to say snobby, but it, it it feels that way. It feels like like you almost don't belong. Like if you don't have the type of money these guys have, and you're not drinking champagne, and you're not talking about your multi million dollar collection, you're not a part of the club. So by Teddy doing this, it kind of makes me feel kind of like part of the group. Like, oh, this is funny. This right. is cool. I, I love rap, and he's rapping about watches and not taking himself serious. And he talking yeah. about everything from Timex to Tissot to Rolex. Patek, Casio, Casio. So it's cool. He covers oh, a whole, a whole, I guess, genre of watches and all right. price levels. So a lot of people could relate to him. Uh, he's <laughs> definitely a marketing guy. He, he, I know he did that for his professional career, right. uh, and he's up to one hundred and forty-four thousand subscribers on YouTube. So for uh, for regular YouTube, that's nothing. That's that's ridiculous. But for the watch community, that's massive. I mean. I know uh, the other big channels uh, are like almost 400,000. So, right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry about that. But, yeah. Um, Overall, two thumbs up for the video. It was, it was yeah. hilariously funny. Yeah, no, so. for sure. And speaking of videos, I don't know if you got a chance to see. So, uh, Revolution Watches. Uh, our boy, uh, Waco. Waco's awesome. He's an awesome guy. He's always traveling. But... They put out a video about this guy. I guess he's like a DEA agent. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, his name is Greg Greg Watchman. So I don't mm -hmm. know if you got a chance to to look at it, but it was like a two part video, and he's talking about his collection. But yeah, we don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you got to go check it out. It's called "The okay. Strength and Might of the Paneristi." So he's a Paneristi. For for those of you who don't know what a Panerisi is, it's basically he's a Panerai connect collector, and they have like a very specific group called the Paneristis, and and uh, yeah, he it's it's incredible. So if you haven't checked it out, P or anybody else, go check it out. Very emotional um, video and and the things that he talks about and how he came into that Panerai. It's it's incredible, and it, it mm. just really shows you. That uh, even though this world is so corrupt and there's just we're in the crap hole, there's good people out there and um, good things can happen to anybody. Uh, unfortunately for this guy, it, it happened at a time in his life where something tragic happened. But I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, go check it out. Go to the Revolution Watches uh, YouTube channel and you'll find it. It's a two part uh, video. This guy's wearing a, a suit and talking about his collection, but more importantly, how he got that Panerai. So it's mm. it's an incredible video. It was very, very moving. And it just, it just really, it made me feel warm inside of that's I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but put it in another context, but um, yeah, it was very, very emotional. I even showed it to, to my wife. She doesn't like watches. So um, she doesn't hate watches, but she's not into watches. Right. Like I am. So when I showed her a part of this, she didn't watch the whole thing, but when I, she just, it's kind of like wow, that's that's crazy, you know. Um, mm. So, anyways, yeah, go 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 check that out if you if you haven't already. I, I really do recommend it. Any videos you recommend? Anything you've seen lately? Not lately. I've been in my own little world. 
so I get far. you. So. I get you. I get you. Well, well, something that popped up that uh, a brand that we never talk about, even even off the podcast, is Shinola. <laughs> yes. Um, so Shinola, uh, I know a lot of us watch collectors don't follow them. To me, honestly, they're more of a fashion brand. And the reason I say that is because of everything else they sell. I mean, they're very right. kind of fashion forward. They sell bags. And honestly, I don't even know what they sell. <laughs> I mean, I, I looked at the website. They got some nice bags. Man. No, they do. When, yeah, they... When, you, when, when you have first sent me the link about Shinola, you know what I thought about? I thought about the uh, shoe polish. No, Shinola was originally yeah. a shoe polish. I thought about right. that, but it's not the same thing. You know what I mean? But unless they acquired it i'm not really for sure but i'm i'm I've not really it. yeah i'm not really familiar with that all i know yeah. is about the controversy that they had in the past i don't know if you're, right. you know about that but basically they they used to claim they were you know 100% uh american made in detroit and they're in detroit michigan and right. building jobs and whatnot but of course they weren't because a lot of the a lot of the parts were being sourced outside of the us they were just mm. kind of assembled uh, in the U.S., so they got in trouble, um, mm. and they changed their wording. Uh, I, I saw on this watch that we're going to talk about right now. In the back, it says basically assembled uh, in Detroit with uh, I forgot what it said, but uh, basically they 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 do uh, they're very transparent about where the parts come from. It says uh, import built in Detroit, imported parts, Swiss right. made. So that's cool, but. Uh, they do sell bicycles. They sell bags. They sell jewelry. I mean, it, it's just to me, it's more of a. I would think more of a fashion brand because uh, yeah, it's very fashion forward. They Definitely. sell rings, money clips, cufflinks. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, but yeah, some other watches are okay looking. What I'm not okay with is the price. I think they're a little overpriced. I have seen these guys actually in Costco. So I have seen some, mm. you know, behind the glass, and they're not bad-looking watches. But this specific model that that kind of popped up, and I want to talk about, it, is their, I guess, dive-inspired watch. Even though it yeah, is... it's it's the uh, the bronze monster. Yeah. Well, and it's, is it? Mm. I mean, I would think it's a it's a diver watch, not really diver-inspired, because it does have a screw-down crown and it's three hundred right. meters water resistance. So to yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, this is really considered a, a, a diver watch, even though it does come on a leather strap. And right. they give you a NATO strap as well. And this is, like P said, this is bronze. It's uh, 43 millimeters, so it's mm-hmm. not, not on the smaller side. And it is 15.2 millimeters thick. It does come with the Salita movement, the SW200-1, yeah. the automatic. So very, very, um, it's a good movement, you know, not, not it, that. It, the the price I don't well oh God yeah one thousand six hundred and fifty dollars yikes almost two thousand dollars guys uh, for that kind of price I mean you could pick up I could, uh, I could get my Breitling for that yeah or you know or I mean? you could get an Oris uh, Diver sixty five I mean yeah. I, I would much prefer that over a Shinobo like really right um, I don't know and then bronze watches are I don't know if I would ever own one I mean I I I like the way they patina, but at the same time, it's kind of like, uh, I wonder what they're going to look like in 10 years. You know, I don't know. Right. Uh, look a little, look a little weird. Um, so yeah, this is, this is kind of a good guy, you know, 43 millimeters, 22 millimeters strap. Um, right. And, and, and I'm, I'm looking at the website. It says meet the king of your watch collection. The bronze monster set will transport you back to the 1920s with the automatic timepiece. <laughs> That features a bronze case and dark colorways. That's yeah. That well, that's that's something I wanted to bring up. The marketing behind this, because if if you uh, if you read a little bit more into it, they actually comes with like a special limited edition kind of like box, and it's uh, it's inspired by an era of uh of a rum runner so basically what it is it's uh it, it's inspired by the 1920s and it's uh powder coated or whatever but it, it goes back to that era where uh the whole thing with uh, uh what was that thing p with the with the liquor or whatever was going on the prohibition, uh, prohibition. the prohibition there you go prohibition yeah. so it 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 it, it 
basically says it draws inspiration from that, but I'm I'm a little confused because I'm like, how does a diverse diver watch or diver inspire watch? How does how is it reminiscent of that? I I don't I don't get it. I mean, when I think prohibition, I think uh, Al Capone. I think Lucky mafia. Luciano. Yeah. So I would think more of a more of an elegant, you know, classy piece would be more inspired by that, not a right. diver watch. I'm, so I'm a, I'm a little confused by that. I, I really think it's it's a little gimmicky, and I think yeah, this specific watch is targeted towards right. non watch people. To be honest with you, because like, like it's it's funny that you say that because like like prohibition and all that. Al Capone wore one of the ugliest Rolexes that I've ever seen. Really? What was he wearing? I, I can't remember what it was. Somebody <laughs> did a video on it, but I remember looking at the video saying that thing is so ugly. I have to do the do the knowledge on it, but that thing was, oh my God. It was one of the ugliest, but it was his. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. You know? Let me see, Al. Yeah, actually, I, I just looked it up right now on uh, Crown and Caliber. Uh, well, I don't know which one you saw. This one's not super bad. It's a, okay, so here's a similar Rolex rock phone. So that has that square case. It's almost like a TLC yeah, it's a, it's reverse. A, it's a square case. It's a square case. Yeah. yeah that may be. Yeah. I, I don't. Okay, so I'm looking at it. So Yeah, go, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I think that is terrible. But it was his watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. So, but how do you? How do you? Okay. How do you go from something like this to what Shinola is claiming is is inspired by by that? Um, That's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Not, in the 1920s, you didn't have. It's, I'm sorry. Just That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought about when you said that Al Capone's Rolex. But not only that, how's it inspired by the 1920s when it looks like a freaking Submariner? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I you know what I mean. I don't know what Chanel is doing. I don't know how much they're worth, but uh, honestly, guys, just, I mean, go check it out. It's, it's not a bad looking watch. I mean, if you look at it, it's, it's not bad, but it, when I look at it, it just reminds me of other watches. It's not like, Oh wow, this is so, so different. So, so cool. It's, it's really not as, it looks like a micro brand. Let's just face it. It just looks right. like a micro brand. And then I'm kind of looking at their website. They have another one. The monster, uh, the regular monster. They, yeah, but they have one called the Lake Superior Monster, which hmm. is all stainless, it looks like, for $1,400. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm look, I'm just kind of looking at... Oh, Lake Superior, Lake Ontario, yeah. Lake Michigan. Oh, okay, right. I see. So, okay, so right. they're and taking... Like, like, and, and I'm looking, and all these watches just seem to be inspired by other watches. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the Runwell Sport Chrono kind of looks like an Omega C Max Speedmaster to me. The Runwell looks like a uh, Hamilton Khaki. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> yo, I mean, my thing is just keep it real with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, then they got the Omaha. You know, that's obviously looks like a Cartier tank. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I mean, but the prices are outrageous. Like that's what it is. I I think. Uh, well, look. First of all, their credibility is dead because of what they started doing from the beginning, and I think they wanted to turn that around, right, and and get right. the credibility from the watch world. But go on YouTube, seriously. Go on YouTube. Go on Houdinki. Go on Crown Caliber. Mm-hmm. A blocks watch. Nobody really talks about Shinola, and there's right. a good reason why because to all of us, this is considered a glorified kind of fashion watch and it's just right. for these prices are just outrageous and like you said you hit the nail on the head when you look at these designs is this really they're replicating other watches it's like right. homage watches but they're putting a little twist on it and being clever by naming them things around detroit or whatever look right. kudos to them for creating jobs in detroit because i i personally been to detroit I, I was there five years ago for a conference and uh Detroit was, is is kind of miserable. I go to Detroit oh, all right. the time. I have family oh, you do? up there. Okay. Yeah, I have family okay. up there and it's kind of miserable. It is. Yeah. So one thing that shocked me now, keep in mind I'm coming from California, Southern California. So of course, where I live, everything's manicured and you know the the the, the you're on the freeway, everything looks very nice, especially depending where you are in what city, especially like Irvine, Orange County, Newport Beach, like multi million 
dollar homes over there. So you drive around, everything looks beautiful, right? Picture perfect. So I don't live in that area. And just let's be clear, everybody listening to this, I'm not a millionaire and I don't live in the rich area of California. Uh, but um, here in California, everything is, is, is nice. It's well kept by the city. Let's just put it that way. When I went to Detroit, I, I stayed in downtown and it was so sad. It was Monday, Tuesday, I arrived. Mm-hmm. It was like 10 a.m., completely dead. Downtown was a ghost town. And I asked uh, a, a few people, I'm like, what's what's going on? Is it a holiday? They're like, no, it's just ever since everything kind of went down the drain, this this is what it is now. And driving down the freeway or highway, everything was just weeds growing in the center dividers on the side of the road. It was pretty pretty depressing to say the least and i felt like i was in the middle of uh of like i don't know um of an apocalyptic movie right yeah for (laughs) sure it just just felt so weird so anyways there's a lot of places that hadn't recovered from the riots though Hmm. in detroit Mm -hmm. like in some of the the hoods or the urban areas you know what i mean like a lot of places that like where traffic lights haven't worked in years you know what I mean? And condemn buildings and like it's crazy. Yeah, and and I don't know about now, but you were able to buy homes in Detroit for like a hundred dollars. I mean, there was articles out there that yeah, you could buy homes super cheap, but uh, number one, they're in terrible neighborhoods because they they're completely abandoned. So, right. what kind of investment is one home? You're gonna have to buy the whole city block and invest right. millions of dollars and. Not only that, you're going to have to bring in people and bring in jobs. So it's, it's sad to see. So if Shinola's creating as many jobs as uh, they're claiming or whatever they're doing, kudos to them. And maybe that's the reason why their watches are a little bit more money because they have to uh, they have to cover that overhead, right? Right, um, right. So I, I get it. But from a watch perspective, I I think they could, they could do better. Like I'm not, I'm not shaming them. To the point where it's like this is garbage because it's not the quality is there. I could tell the leather is like really good right, quality, yeah. especially with their bags and everything else. I, I think they're they're onto something, but they're not there yet. And I think their price point, like for this bronze one, if it was like at a twelve hundred dollar price point or maybe even sub a thousand dollars, I think it would get a little bit more momentum and a little more attention. What do you think, Pete? Um, definitely, I could say a little bit lower than that. Around eight hundred dollar yeah. price point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's they're definitely nice watches, and you're right, the quality is there, but the, the price is like, ugh, I just can't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I know one of the one of the main things people used to complain about them was th- they were overpriced and they were quartz watches. Like for a while, that was kind of like, oh yeah, sure. Right. But now. They introduce the automatic models, and the, and it does have a Salita movement. Right. So uh, some people like Salita, some people don't. But get used to it because if you're not right. within the Swatch group, basically uh, the the ETA is being being cut out, and right. the the only way to go about it is with with the Salita movement. And for those people that don't know about Salita movements, basically what it is is a clone of the ETA. So think about um, Costco when you go to Costco and you get their Kirkland brand. Um, it's basically that. So they they copy the original, and right. you got kind of like the off brand. Or when you go to Target and they have their own market pantry or whatever it is, it's the same thing. Maybe the quality may be a little different, but at the end of the day, it's the same thing, and you're saving money. So right. for them to have this Salita movement, I know uh, uh, the Oris, um, some of the Oris watches have the same uh, Salita movement. So it doesn't make sense to sell it for seventeen hundred bucks because. That's kind of not 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 in the price point you need to be. So Shinola, I mean, you're almost there, but not quite. But and I then would... let's let's keep it one hundred for a minute too. Like like to your point about them being more of a fashion brand. Like for instance, like uh, Cartier, you know, they do more than just mm. watches, mm-hmm. but they are pretty much known in the watch industry as a great horological watch company. You know what I'm saying? And that's not... Shinola can get there. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? But I don't think they're going to get there by doing this. Yeah, and there's, there's you know, Bulgari. They they introduced that Octo Finissimo. I know I just won one of the one of the prices for Best Chronograph at that 
GPH, whatever that thing is, kind of the Oscars for, for watches. Um, so, yeah, no, I, you're right. I mean, if you're going to become a fashion uh, watch brand, it's going to take years and years and years yeah. for people to recognize you. And, I mean, you can't compare Chanel to a Cartier. Or no, I'm, I'm not doing nothing. Like, don't, <laughs> don't get it messed up. I'm just saying, like, Cartier, they do other things. Other yeah, than no, watch. of course. You know. Her her mess too her mess and, yeah and you know they I, I I get it I get it man yeah. and, and uh, but anyways yeah if you want to go check out Shinola they I mean their website is it's pretty cool easy to navigate I know they um you could custom make your own watch as well I'm kind of going through it and um, you know they start off with the seven hundred dollar range so you could custom make uh, the the straps rubber or whatever so. You know, it could go very well up to a thousand dollars, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's cool to kind of play with it, which I'm playing with it right now, and it's uh, pretty right. good uh, web design. But yeah, not there yet, not there yet, Shinola. But uh, I don't know, I don't know. We just kind of wanted to highlight it. Right. I know a lot of people don't talk about it, but uh, one I know one of the the big things you and I kind of were talking about is uh, Basel World, and of course, people just kind of pulling out. And uh, last year, I think it was the Swatch Group. Right, the pull down, yeah. and this year Seiko and Grand Seiko. So yeah, they yeah. are they're at a Basel World. So from what I hear about Basel World, it's not really friendly to people like you and I. It's more for right. like people in the industry and people right. to kind of place their orders and see the new models. But it's a it's very expensive. I mean, for the brands yeah. to do this, they spend millions upon millions of dollars just on displays on on travel expenses and whatnot. So, right. You know, a, a lot of people are kind of so, going the route of doing their own thing. Right. So their excuse was what, because it was bad timing for them. Yeah. So they, this year, so they right. haven't said, Oh, we're out indefinitely. They just kind of said it was bad timing for them this year, but come right. on writings on the wall. Right. They, yeah, you know how much sure. money they're going to save. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at Omega. I mean, last year they, nobody forgot about them and they still release some some pieces oh, yeah. and yeah they're they're gonna do fine with this whole social media um the world that we live in is this an instagram an instagram post maybe put something on youtube get right. together with influencers like ourselves right. seiko if you're listening yeah. grand seiko uh p ross <laughs> myself <laughs> so can I watch reviews hit us up uh oh yeah but, but this 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 seiko basil world them removing themselves really reminds me of what Nintendo did for E3. For those that don't know what E3 is, it's the electronic, uh, what is it? Uh, E3 electronic, uh, some expo. Um, Okay. And Nintendo removed themselves from E3 and it's usually held in California every year. For the gaming industry, it's like one of the biggest conventions in gaming. And Nintendo kind of said, like, well, we're not going to do E3. We won't be present at E3. But, you know, we'll do things online on our YouTube page, on all our social media platforms. Uh, They may have even have like a booth at E3. But as far as them hitting like the main stage, Nintendo said no. And you can imagine like just how much money they have saved off of just doing the social media thing. And I think this may have been like uh, this year may have been like the third or fourth year that they haven't been at E3 like that. Oh, I thought it was just, I thought it was recent. So it's, it's been a few years. It's been a couple years. Yeah. Wow. Uh Yeah. Yes. The electronic entertainment expo. There we go. It's held in LA. So, Uh, so I, I don't know anything about gaming at all whatsoever. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So if we were to compare a Nintendo, right? That company, Nintendo to a watch company, who would they, who would they be like? I would definitely say Nintendo would be Seiko. I would definitely oh, okay. say Nintendo would be like Seiko, but oddly enough, Seiko and Nintendo actually had a, a, they crossed hmm. with the watch, you know. How, how so? Uh, did Mario wear a, a Seiko in one of his games? <laughs> <laughs> you almost on point. It's a Seiko wire cross Nintendo Super Mario Brothers Limited Edition. 
And you can see it on eBay right now for five hundred and forty nine dollars. Wait, it's a watch. It's said? a watch. It's a watch. Yes. Huh. Interesting. Well, is it uh digital or? Uh, no. It's uh. Looks like it's. I think it's. It's automatic. No way! Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I. Well, I see a lot uh-huh. of Mario theme watches here, but I don't know which ones are just. Um, which one was a collaboration, yeah. and which one maybe was just like it's, it, it, it's Seiko Wired Cross uh, Nintendo Super Mario Brothers Limited Edition. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, so, so you would compare Nintendo to Seiko? Well, what about absolutely? Uh, what about a PlayStation? What about Sony? Who, who would they oh. be like? Uh, I would you know because I, I love Sony. You know what I mean. I I would love to give them like. The Patek Philippe. No oh, way. I but I can't. But I can't. I can't. Oh, oh, okay. I can't. But that's how much I love Sony, though. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, what would be the next step up from Seiko? Uh, maybe an entry level Oris. Hmm. Okay. You know, no. You know what? No. Let's give it Grand Seiko. PS4 Grand Seiko. Okay, okay. So, who Grand would be Seiko. the Audemars Piguet or the the Patek of the of the gaming world? Oh, easily PC gaming, PC gaming. You know, there's a whole PC gaming culture. You know what I mean? Like, just like in the watch industry, you have watch snobs. You know, you have PC <laughs> snobs. Like, yeah. Wow. For sure. For sure. So, what? What? Why is? Uh... What's the difference between PC gaming what, and, and console gaming, aside from where, obviously, you're playing one on a computer and one on your TV? Right. Well, PC gaming, it, there's a whole different, you know, you have video cards, you can interchange, and video cards can cost anywhere up to 1000 to $3,000, oh. or maybe more. Uh, I have a friend who actually built a, a PC for $2,800, mm. gaming PC. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I mean? So um it just it just all depends. And like most consoles, well, they are just stationary. What you buy is what you get. You can't interchange the parts in and out, kind of like you do a PC. So the people that are playing these PC games to in order to buy the games, is it a, a digital game or do you actually have to get like a CD or something? Because a lot of these I computers mean, don't even come with a with a portal, right? For you, like CDs. Right, anymore. right. Well, most most gaming PCs that people build or that are released come with like drives and CD, uh, DVD drives, and Blu-ray drives, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you could buy your games digital, play them on Steam, or you could buy them on other other places. You know what I mean, like Windows and stuff like that. You could definitely buy digital or physical if you want. Wow, but, you know that- but what you're getting is. For PC, way better graphics than you would get on a console. You know, um, the big thing within the last few years has been like 4K, right? So I think that we're headed to 8K, if I'm not mistaken, which is going to be a higher resolution than 4K. See me, I'm just, I'm still stuck at 4K. So because that's what the PS4, you play PS4 at 4K with certain games. You know what I mean? But it's not like 4K, 60 frames per second or nothing like that, but it's still 4K nonetheless. But PC gaming, the the, the options are like limitless. Sky's the limit. That's PC so gaming. crazy. I, I'm so out of touch with the gaming world. I'm going to tell you a funny story. So when I was younger, probably seven years old, that's when Nintendo was kind of like you know, the thing, uh, the first Nintendo and my grandma gave my sister and myself a Nintendo and she bought the whole package. It came to, it was a Nintendo console with the first Super Mario uh, Brothers game that came with yeah. the little duck, with the little duck game or whatever. And duck she, hunt. Yeah, and she gave us, she bought us the uh, the gun, that gun, and she bought yeah. us the, the floor mat, the, the, the running mat. Yeah. Um, and my sister just recently sold it recently talking a few years, she sold it on a garage sale for like pennies, literally. Uh, but knowing what I know now, I'm like, crap, that's like vintage stuff. She, we would have kept it and like, maybe it'd be worth something, but more it was like the nostalgic, uh, reason of keeping it. But anyways, 
what I'm getting at is even then when I had that, I was just excited for a little bit and I never been into games um, mm-hmm. ever since. So now that I'm an adult, they just don't, they just don't speak to me at all. Like I, right. I, I just can't get into games. I think they're very boring and I know I'm going to, people are going to hate me for that, but I, I much prefer staring at a watch, watching a movie, hanging out with my family rather than gaming. And I saw, I see a lot of my older friends well like yourself you're you know a little older than me and it's funny to think that that you like video games and you're kind of like in that gaming thing when i think gaming oh, no yeah. offense i always think little kids you know i think like oh youngsters teenagers but no nah, nah, man, man, it, there, there's a whole culture out there man you know what i'm saying you know i mean it's it's incredible it is incredible that's you insane know. that's insane so anyways yeah. going back to to seiko pulling out of basil world what do you think about the world? Do you think it's going to die down? Do you think it's going to go extinct? Do you think they're maybe going to change the way they do things to still be around? Man, I think that uh, like the Swatch group pulled out with Seiko pulling out. I think a whole lot of other watch groups are going to pull out. You know what I'm saying? When they see the uh, that that they can actually save and go social media. You know what I mean? Because I think that's ultimately where this whole thing is going, social media. Just like with gaming, right? You know what I mean? Like, uh, they're getting away. They're trying to get away from physical game releases, like going to the store, buying a game, versus you just downloading it from home. You see what I'm saying? So I think eventually, if they don't change, that's what's going to happen. So here's the thing for me. So in the beginning of the podcast, I kind of mentioned something about me not physically seeing things. And a lot of it is social media. And uh, basically, that's it, right? Social media is how I get my content and how I look at things. But it's very different. I don't know if it's happened to you, but it's happened to me a few times. I buy a watch online, whether it be eBay or whatever. And when I get it, it just, it looks, I mean, it, it looks the same because that's how it looks online but it feels very different. It wears very different. So I think the importance of getting people in front of watches is not going to go away because it's a physical object, a tangible thing, you know? So uh, as far as the shows, I think it's a, it's, it's a good idea for shows to be around, but as far as specifically Basel World, I mean, that wasn't really targeted towards the end consumers, more for like market People in the industry, you know? So I, 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 like you, think that if they don't change the way they do things, it's it's going to go away. Right. There's just like no way Basel, around it. Basel World is just set up for people in the industry or, let's say, people with a lot of money, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, for sure. So, like, if they don't open it up to a bigger demographic, you know, it's... Because let's keep it real. It, it's not, yeah, people with a lot of money buy watches, but it's people like us, you know what I mean, that keep watch companies going because of our love and our passion for watches. You know what I mean? Yeah, but think about this. All of us here in the U.S. or even Latin America that love watches, um, even like you said, even if we're not rich or whatever, do you have the money to travel to Switzerland and, and buy a ticket you know the plane ticket a hotel ticket and then you not know only that i i wouldn't even feel comfortable flying over water okay <laughs> so that's out of the question <laughs> no no i don't even think if i had the money that i would fly over water because i'm just so afraid of that thing going down i saw this movie <laughs> i saw this movie called uh open water where the, the 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 people got stranded in the ocean and the sharks and shit was nah no no I can't do it. As long as you're wearing a a, a diver watch, you're gonna oh, be I'll okay. Be good. I'll be you're good. gonna be okay. <laughs> or as long as as long as you have that uh that bright lean right the <laughs> right right the navy timer tell me where I'm at. Look, no, I'm talking about look. the the other one the uh, what's it called the one that you could uh, has like a GP the the brightening emergency. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah, oh, man, yeah, like you, like you have the money to uh, to buy something like those things are crazy expensive. It's pretty cool though. I mean, Brightening Emergency, we we, yeah. we gotta we gotta get a little bit more into it. But I, I'm looking at the Brightening website right now. They start off at um, 
Uh, they have different ones right here, but uh, let's see, 7,000, they have 18,000, 15,000. Um, yeah, they're not, they're not cheap by... Man, look, <laughs> listen, listen, that watch is not going to save you in open water, okay? Okay. You want to put it, you, you, you put it to the, the test? You, you can have the $31 million protected just so on your wrist. Someone will come out in the ocean to find that shark to get that watch out of his belly. <laughs> and they're going to find your remains. You know what I'm saying? So, nah, it ain't going to save you, man. It's not. It's just not. And I'm not flying over the water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Basel World really reminds me a little bit of like SEMA. I don't know if you know SEMA here. And, and uh, it's a car thing, it's like a car. Uh -huh. um, car show in vegas that they put on I've, I've been fortunate enough to attend sema twice now because of the company i used to work for we were involved we had a booth there so i actually worked the show and um it was super cool so if you're a car guy car girl uh sema is super cool it's all car mm. it's all about cars you know so there you have the rim companies the you know, wax companies, you have automotive companies, you have the people like West Coast Customs that they customize cars, they're customizing cars, they're live. It's a huge thing. And it is, uh, I think now it's open to the public the first day or two. I think it's just industry only because obviously you want to you wanna do business with people and, and kind of get their contact. But then it's open to the public. And it's crazy because they have exhibitions, you get to drive cars. It, it's cool. The car world, it's so so different so complex because when you think of the watch world there's aftermarket parts for them but what really what is it straps and right. then you get into things to modify the seiko so it's it, it's different the car world is very different than the watch industry mm -hmm. i think if there was more more things in the watch industry where people made more more things or it was more popular like oh you know we bunch of watch cases and watch winders and different kinds of straps something that we've never even thought about or something different but connected to watches and they could possibly or uh, build a um uh a convention around that and it wouldn't be just watches it'll be accessories and different things so i think that right. would be a cool direction to go in but honestly I don't, I don't see how Basel World's going to survive um, staying as big as it is. Maybe if they get mm. a smaller venue or change things. But from what I'm, from what I've heard and seen, Basel World is is huge. The facility itself is humongous. You know, it's, right. it's huge because they they expect it to grow and grow. They didn't expect for people to be pulling out. I I think it's going to affect them, and I think eventually they're they're just kind of they're going to have to rebrand themselves. But uh, right. and then open it to the public because it's like oh okay i get it you you want to meet with your with your uh ad's or whatever but the public are what keep you alive and they keep uh, right. kind of feeling now, things let me ask this with the swatch group pulling out and as many companies that's under the swatch belt do those companies pull out as well companies like hamilton uh, who else is under SWAT? Oh, I th I think they did. I think they did. Okay. Uh, I think wow. the whole I think the whole Swatch group just completely uh, pulled out. But the biggest the biggest player right there is Omega, of course. You know, right? So right. I I think once this is just me. I think once one of the big big boys pulls out, like Rolex or, or Patek or one of those, I I, right. I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be it for them. You know, um, mm -hmm. what do you think? I, I yeah, I, I definitely think if a Rolex or a Patek or an AP pull out. Yeah, I think that's it. Just put the nail yeah. in the coffin. Yeah, right. no, for sure. But yeah, the Swatch yeah. Group, I mean, I, I can't even tell you. Certina, Omega, you know, uh, Tussauds, Swatch, of I course. I'd say Tussauds. I mean, Tussauds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you haven't seen P's latest video on Tussauds versus Tussauds, it's hilarious. I, I love the fact that you you, you played with with the, the the idea of just being funny and that's what yeah. we need to bring we need to bring humor to this watch um watch world there's too much yeah. snobbery out there and i just hate people that i don't know look if you have your own opinions about a watch whether it be an invicta or a q timex or whatever it's cool you know it's cool to make fun of people or make a video that's that's fun um but just don't be hating on people making making mm -hmm. fun of things or whatever is cool but just don't make fun of people because you don't know the financial situation they're in and if right. all they could afford is a casio then let them be what's what's wrong with that you know what's mm -hmm. wrong with people, so 
but yeah, man. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of really talk about that Basel world. So, uh, but before I, I guess we covered a lot of things before, before we go here, what, uh, let's talk about other things. So, so aside from your job, do you want to recommend a movie? You want to recommend a show or food or what, what, what happened? And what do you, uh, if I had to recommend a movie, it would be black and blue, black and blue. Talk black to me and about blue. That. What is uh, it? It's the movie with Tyrese, and I forgot the young lady. Tyrese, yeah, really? Tyrese. Uh, <laughs> about the uh, she uh witnessed the crime. She's a police officer. And she witnessed the crime. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's in theaters, right? Right, right. And she mm. she's going through the whole thing and trying to get the evidence to the right people, without spoiling too much of the movie. You know what I mean? And it's it's basically about the police corruption. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, no, the trailer actually looked really good because it's yeah. like uh, she's a cop, she witnesses right. something, but other cops are involved and then basically they notice. Right. That's this is all in the trailer, by the way. I haven't seen the movie, yeah. so I'm not spoiling anything. And then basically the whole movie is about them chasing her and her trying to bring light about what happened, basically. Right. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. She, she's I basically gotta... trying to be a good cop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah. You know, it's a uh, pretty good pretty good cool sounds good well if i if i had to not recommend a movie it would be the new dora the explorer dora movie and i know i know this is dumb i know this sounds no dumb. no yes. not dora no <laughs> no ain't diego her cousin come on man yep oh my god so, come on man so there's this actor in mexico he's huge his name is eugenio derves and he's made a really good crossover to the u.s he's super funny he's been active for many years in mexico and he's uh he's like the kevin hart or like the chris rock of, of mexico he's like super funny okay. um super smart guy and and um he created his own production company i guess here in the u.s and he's come out with some really good films and i'll talk about it maybe in another episode because i don't remember the name of him but eugenio derbez is his name and he was starting in this movie i think he even produced it or something so um i've never watched dora i know my son watches a little bit of dora so i know who she is of course you know through the years i i know who that little girl is in the cartoons or whatever but the trailer looked kind of funny you know it's kind of hispanic mm-hmm. driven so i was like all right cool it's my culture you know i i, I gotta <laughs> check it out and my, my wife was excited to check it out too so that was our right. movie night that was our movie night for friday right so we, we kind of mm-hmm. made it a thing now where we want to have like movie nights uh or movie night every week so right. we rented it and yeah towards the end of the movie we were like we just pretty much wasted an hour and change of our time is just a little really because my daughter used to love door growing up i mean oh my god oh lord have mercy. look i'm 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 talking from a perspective of an adult that it was just kind of mm-hmm. like and but Maybe I mean if if a kid is is into Dora and you uh, and you watch that movie maybe they'll they'll be happy to see Swiper and you know Boots and all these whatever characters I mean it's kind of funny to see him come to life so I mean I, I think swipe it on swipe swipe it on swipe yeah swipe it on swipe. Well, <laughs> the cool thing about that about that show I guess it teaches kids like Spanish so I, I right yeah for sure you know so i think i think that's cool i think that's cool but yeah if i if i had to not recommend a movie it would be that one don't watch it (laughs) unless you have kids and 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 they they want to watch it or it's nostalgic for them then go ahead but right god what a waste (laughs) (laughs) what a waste but uh yeah so that's that's it for this episode i know we uh, we got one more thing oh wristwatch oh yeah of course of course Uh, what are you wearing I am wearing my vintage Swiss Army uh, field watch. <laughs> yep, I'm wearing it on this uh, green NATO. So, funny story with this watch. So, my my parents have been divorced since the late 80s, early 90s. So, when my mom, uh, we were in Mexico. And this is back in 90, early 90s, mid 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess she was dating this one guy for like a quick minute and... Uh, and I, I guess I've been into watches that long that I, I saw this watch and I commented on it. And it was this, you know, little kid. Maybe I was eight years old or nine years old. I commented. I was like, oh, it's a cool watch. Well, the guy, I don't know if he was trying to get into my mom's pants or I don't know, whatever oh, the hell. He, yeah, I know. Uh, he, he took the watch off his wrist and gave it to me. And I, I, I just 
I never wore it and I kept it. And now that I'm a, a watch guy about three years ago, I discovered it in one of my, one of my old like boxes. I was kind of going through it. I'm like, Oh, that's right. That thing was like rusted beyond belief. And the, the oh, battery wow. had exploded inside. It was the mm. Velcro on it. Like the strap was like falling. It was like literally it crumbled apart of my hand. So right. I, I uh, cleaned it up a little bit, changed the spring bars uh, put a NATO on it, put a new battery, but unfortunately, um, the crown doesn't, it works, but the crown doesn't go all the way in. And also mm. the, the, I, I put a picture on my Instagram uh, at SoCal watch reviews. Um, you could see the corner of one of the uh, lugs, it, the, whatever, uh, it's not stainless steel, whatever the paint was on top fell off and it's starting to rust away. So, mm. I mean, that's, I, I just kind of wear it around the house, take pictures of it, no, but I don't, I don't it's wear it. That's a nice it, piece. That's a nice piece. It looked great on that NATO. Though. I appreciate I it, man. To say. What, what, what do you to say? What are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing a vintage Q Timex. Mm? What? Yes. Wait, you've had this in the collection? You just got it? I just got this one. What? Wait, yeah. is it the Pepsi? No, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. This is actually the uh, A-Cell Electric. Hmm. You got to okay. send me a picture of that. So tell us more about this watch. What is it? Uh, it's, it's great, man. It's, oh, my God. 34, it's 36, 38? It's, it's 34 millimeters. 34? Okay. 34 millimeters. You know what I'm saying? The battery is like, the battery looks like a... Uh, 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 freaking! You ever see like uh, people driveways where they have like the pebbles in the driveway? Yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. It looks like a big ass pebble, man. What? You know what I mean? And it's not like the regular, like for instance, yo Q, mm-hmm. like how you could turn it around and you put a screwdriver in and open up the battery and do it like that. Right. right, right. No, you pop the case off of this one, mm. and you have to line the uh the battery up with the watch back in order for it to close it is it's great man it's great and if you put this thing it's kind of like the hamilton electric i got like if you're in the quiet room like when i was sleeping you could hear all i heard was click clock click clock click clock click clock click clock and it was Mm. so it was so freaking refreshing i'm like oh my god i could sleep in this all night that's funny. I hear the that uh swatch or swatches make that they're like super loud. It's like the, yeah. the thing I keep hearing. And uh the funny thing for me is like the Bulova that I have, the vintage Bulova, the Accutron, because uh-huh. that Accutron moving it, it kinda it kinda it hums Right, right. In a quiet room you could hear that. It's super funny. But you know what? Speaking of cute time makes before we officially leave, because I know it's a little over an hour, <laughs> let's talk about that new ugly 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 release by time is it is it really ugly though it is a really ugly come on Pete. i mean look because look what i'm saying is this it's, it's not aesthetically all that pleasing but i think it's the bracelet no i think it's the gold i think it's that it, it's really? not yes yes look because it, it looks very similar to the q timex pepsi but that gold just kilted. That's exactly what it is. It's not the blue. The dial's kind of cool. It's not the bracelet. It's not the case because it looks exactly the same as the other mm-hmm. Kitsai mix. It's that gold. That's why it hasn't sold out. It's been out right. for four days, three days. Yeah. And still, they're still selling it. They're still marketing it. And it's not selling out. And it, 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 this is sad for them because I, I, I'm i telling you, they should have released that, that Batman. I don't, they I don't release that Batman. I don't like the bracelet on it. I think the bracelet on it is terrible. Like that may have worked for the uh the first release of the Q, but this one here, I think that bracelet is terrible. Now I think if you put on like a blue leather strap, cross strap, uh I think it'd be something different. I don't know. I, I, I honestly uh I think it's ugly. I, I just that that gold too. Look, if they got rid of that all that gold uh, on the bezel and right. in the actual dial, I think uh, it would. I'm actually on the Timex website right now, and it says in stock. So right. and it has a five star review, but guess uh, or five stars with yeah. One, I'm looking at it now with one review, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was probably yeah. one of the staff members. I mean, this is right. this is embarrassing. This is really embarrassing going from. From the massive success that they had with the with the other one to to this 
hot mess. I, I just, I'm sorry. Well, it's just, well I, 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 I know like I said it. in a previous video that Timex is doing everything right. But you know what? You know, they can't do everything right. You yeah, I mean? yeah, no, so. I, I get it. Well, I mean that that one that, and I know we're going on over an hour here, but let, let's let's finish up mm -hmm. with this. The the one that I actually did like was that Giorgio Gali S one automatic. That was yeah, actually yeah. really really nice watch, but it is what is it four hundred and fifty dollars? It's not it's yeah. not an inexpensive piece by any means, but it got a lot of attention from a lot of websites. I mean, it's pretty right. cool, you know, that display case back and those lugs. They're kind of hollow, and that bracelet kind of reminds me of a um, of an Apple Watch, right? Because it has that thing right. where you could adjust it or something like that. So it's if they're doing something right, that's that's one of the watches that I gotta take my hat off right. to them for. But the other one, man, that Q is just it's just ridiculous. Like you need to put out that that Batman to save the day, like ASAP. <laughs> don't don't do a January twenty twenty release because right. what they're hoping to do is with this ugly ass monster, they're trying to put this out before Christmas, of course, so it could sell out and everybody. This right, is, is right. Like, no, you know if if uh, if I saw this in my stocking, I would think that the Grinch brought this for me. Let's just put it that way. So I just Ooh. don't. I Ooh. don't like it. I do, if I had one in front of me, I would throw up. I, I just don't like it. But it's it's not that <laughs> aesthetically pleasing. But I, I have a you know what? It's not that aesthetically pleasing. But I think if you put a, a nice leather strap on it, maybe okay. We'll leave it. Bring it out a little bit. We'll we'll leave it at that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so any closing thoughts, Pete? Uh, yo, just just uh, for me. With the week that I've been through, um, just keep being inspired. Uh, do what you love and just keep it real. You know what I'm saying? This is the SoCal Watch Review Podcast. Get into it and get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And you could uh, find me, YouTube, SoCal Watch Reviews, Instagram on uh, SoCal Watch Reviews. P, where can they find you? I'll let you say it because you know what? You, you say it a lot better than I do. You know what I mean? I, Really? Oh wow! Yeah, go, I'll let, go Ross, ahead. Ross, Riss, Watch, Love. So both on YouTube and on Instagram. So I, I don't think go. I say it better than you because you <laughs> got you got that swag. You know, I, I like that about you, man. And I think a lot of people could uh, could appreciate that. Even though some some people, I'm not gonna name any names. Uh, Forty and twenty, uh, our boy <laughs> over there called us urban, whatever urban. that means, but. <laughs> urban <laughs> we're urban we're urban did, did but, you uh, catch that earlier when we were talking about detroit and i had said urban no i didn't urban. oh you didn't catch it, just, it, just, it, it went it went over my head but yeah. uh but yeah it's, it's an inside joke we have going on yeah. here but but anyways guys thank you uh guys gals everybody thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to uh come into your into your car into your home however you're listening to this we do really appreciate it we're going to keep going with this and it's always uh stay humble Thank you. Peace.